St. Catherine Drexel. She lived from 1858 to 1955, a modern saint. She lived to be 96 years old. She came from a very wealthy family. I mean, megabucks. Her dad was like a was like the Donald Trump of Philadelphia. Shortly after her birth, her mom died. So she went with her aunt who was nursing her. Aunt nursed her for a couple years. By then, her father had remarried a lady named lady named lady named Emma. It was a good mom to Catherine. Emma had systematized a way to uh, give away food and clothing and rent assistance. Three times a week, Emma and the girls would get busy providing the poor with assistance right out of their house. By the time she was like a teenager, Emma got cancer and died. Watching Emma waste away for three years with this cancer had a had a enormous effect on Catherine and she started to uh, consider the religious life. She went out to Rome to have an audience with the Pope because uh, they had founded a, a mission for Indians. She liked to help the Indians learn the Catholic faith. So she started this mission. She paid for it anyway. That's how she got it started. She had the money. She had the big bucks. Her father had recently died and she inherited millions. There's no shortage of men knocking on her door asking her for her hand in marriage. Anyway, she has this audience with the Pope. She goes over there just to ask him to uh, staff this Indian missionary place that she uh, started up with her bucks. And uh, the Pope looks at her and says, you go be the missionary there. You go become a nun. I'm not sending you any missionaries there. You do it. And so she did. And spent the rest of her life basically teaching the Catholic faith to the Indians. St. Catherine Drexel. Gospels from Luke 9 today. Jesus speaks, he says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the ancients and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and the third day rise again. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. For he that shall lose his life for my sake shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world, lose himself, and cast away himself? He that loses his life for my sake shall save it. Sounds like St. Catherine Drexel. She gave up a bazillion bucks. The rich lifestyle. Gave it all up to teach catechism to Indians. Baltimore Catechism is starting the section on the Holy Eucharist. First question is, what is the Holy Eucharist? Yes, at the Leo. What's the Eucharist, Leo? He'll say, Jesus. It's the right answer. 
the Catechism gives us a very precise answer here. It says, The Holy Eucharist is the sacrament which contains the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, under the appearance of bread and wine. That's what the Eucharist is. The Eucharist is Jesus. When did Christ institute the Eucharist? At the Last Supper, the night before he died. Who were present when our Lord instituted the Holy Eucharist? His twelve apostles, including the corrupt one, Judas. How did Jesus institute the Eucharist? By taking bread, blessing, breaking, and giving to his apostles, saying, Take ye and eat, this is my body. And then, by taking the cup of wine, blessing, and giving it, saying to them, Drink ye of this. This is my blood, which shall be shed for the remission of sins. There's an important line. Do this for a commemoration of me. That begs a question. Do this for a commemoration of me. Do what? Change bread into my body. Change wine into my blood. When our Lord said, This is my body, the substance of the bread was changed into the substance of his body. When he said, This is my blood, the substance of the wine was changed into the substance of his blood. Jesus is whole and entire under both the form of bread and under the form of wine. After the substance of the bread and wine had been changed into the substance of the body and blood of our Lord, there remained only the appearances of bread and wine. By the appearances of bread I mean the figure, the color, the taste, the smell, whatever appears to the senses. This change of the bread and wine into the body and blood of our Lord is called transubstantiation. So what is transubstantiation? It's when the substance of bread is changed into the substance of our Lord's body and blood. How was the substance of the bread and wine changed into the substance of the body and blood of Christ? Answer, by God's almighty power. Does this change of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ continue to be made in the church? Yes. It's made by Jesus in the church through the ministry of his priests. When did Jesus give his priests the power to change bread and wine into his body and blood? When he said to the apostles, do this in commemoration of me. Do what? Change bread into my body. Change wine into my blood. Final question. How do the priests exercise this power of changing bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ? Through the words of consecration in the Mass.